morning. Welcome to Juice in the Morning. That's a lot of energy coming at you on a Sunday afternoon. How are you doing today, Shane? Pretty good, man. How are you? Good. This is Justin Juice Kelly, as always, and we are back in the juice box. So we are alone today because Hannah just, I feel like she just has that better stuff to do. So well, it was nice meeting you, Hannah. I'll probably never see you again. <laughs> uh, I appreciate uh, you being on, Hannah, but um, we're going to have some fun today and we're just going to talk about some stuff and some things and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. So first of all, the first thing that I want to get into, it's on a lot of people's minds. I know, and it's crazy how news works because I feel like it's not even being talked about already is the Vegas shooting that happened literally the day after we recorded last week. Right. Um, I know that that's on a lot of people's minds, but then also, once again, it's weird how quickly we forget about stuff. Like, it's already not being talked about. It's already on to the next news cycle of whatever's going on. Um, but I, I did want to get dive into it a little bit and just kind of give kind of my thoughts. And my, <clears throat> my first thought is... I want to give like kind of advice and I'm not the kind of person that a lot of people need to take advice from. I'm, you know, I make a lot of mistakes, but when it comes to the first thing that I saw from a lot of people was we could have been at that concert. That's something like we would be interested in being at. Um, I don't even know if I want to go to things like that anymore. I know it's, it's pretty scary. And that's what a lot of people posted. And my very first reaction to that is, is if you are, don't let things like that scare you to the point that you're not going to go. Because if you if that could happen at any moment, then you should probably live your life to like a uh, f- more full extent because it could be over at any second. Well, this probably isn't the same thing, but I feel like it's like drinking diet soda because it gives you cancer. Or because like you can't just not do things because... You know, you might die from it. You're gonna exactly. die from. Everyone's gonna die from something. I don't want to sound like that old guy, but but I uh, mean, we all we are yeah, all so on our way to die. You're gonna die from something regardless. I think it's just better to maybe worry about the more things that you're like cancer, obviously. But I mean, like heart disease. Maybe you just eat yeah. some bananas every once in a while <laughs> instead, or something like, or eat a salad. But I think just worrying about. Every single time you walk out the door that you're going to die, that's kind of not a, not a very good way to live. Exactly. So. And it's it's not, it's not, it's definitely you need to enjoy yourself and not be worried that this is going to happen every time you step out the door. Because it's just, it's not going to happen. And if, it, if people are scared, then the people that are doing these acts are actually winning in that aspect. And, and I'm, I'm a very competitive person. I don't want to win. I don't want to lose. So um, I'm going to go out and do things and I'm going to not be scared that. I'm going to get shot at the movie theater or at the, you know, concert or whatever. Well, that makes me think of that guy. I don't know if there's a picture floating around on the internet of that guy that's just has a beer in one hand and he's flipping off <laughs> the hotel and he's just like in like active shoot, like while people are yeah. getting shot at and everybody's ducking down there yeah. flipping people. Out. So that's kind of like, that's a good move. The same nature. Like, yeah. you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm down for that guy's, uh, that guy's response. Exactly. Speaking of that, Dan Bilzerian. Did you see what happened with him? Yeah, I did. I watched like every... First of all, he was the first person I saw on his Instagram timeline thing of yeah. the dead, like the guy, the shooter mm-hmm. in his uh, hotel room, like a super close up zoomed in picture of his face, just the dead guy sitting yeah. there with like a, like blood around him and stuff. And that's the first time I actually saw like some... That was pretty graphic to yeah. see. Yeah. It, and it that. was nuts. And, and the fact that everybody was giving him a lot of shit for running... Because he always like you know portrays himself on his Instagram as like this like macho, gun toting dude, and it's like, what would be the first thing you would do if you heard that? Like if you heard those like just uh, gun reports going off like one after the other. Well, not only that, but I mean, what exactly is he supposed to do? He's he's a gun toting person, but what's he? He's going to shoot up into the hotel at the window, or it's coming out, or a lot of <laughs> a lot of people didn't even know where the the shooting was coming from. Exactly. So what exactly was he was supposed to do? I mean, I think he's. You know, he's he's kind of a, a risque character. Yeah. But, you know, in, in that point of view, I think he just, you know, did what everybody else did. Yeah. And then he posted videos later. Of him running back. Running towards it and yeah. going up to cops and asking if he can help. Which and, is completely stupid. Well, like, he kind of fed into, like, people's, yeah, don't go up to a cop and be like, give me your gun. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not going to do that. No, but so... I think he got a little butt hurt by people saying that, and he mm-hmm. should have just been like, "Whatever, you yeah. know, I was getting shot at. I'm going to leave." But yeah. instead, he kind of reacted with, um, 
showing really weird videos of him running and kind of not really helping anyone. <laughs> like just kind of running and almost him. getting in the in the way of the people actually trying to do exactly, something. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was even uh, made him look a little you know stupider. Than yeah. He did before. So maybe I don't know. It's it's crazy to think like what you would do in that situation. Um, and it's also like it always it always. My first thought is it's, and I don't want to like compare it to like movies and TV and stuff, but I, you always put yourself in that situation and say, well, like, what would I do? Like, what would I do if I was in the middle of that crowd? Because when I was watching the video and I saw everybody getting on the ground, I was like, that's just making you easier to shoot. Like, that was like my first thought. And then, but then I go back and like rethink about it. And I'm like, you know, group mentality, if you see a bunch of other people doing something and you think that what they're doing is more safe, you might do that instead of what the actual right thing to do well, is. Well, it's a fight or flight kind of thing. Like, yeah. you don't, I don't think anyone, just kind of how we were talking about on the MMA podcast, you don't know how to react to getting punched exactly until you get punched. Yeah. And I think with getting shot at is probably even a little more extreme, but you're not going to know how you're going to react to something like that if you've never been, been in that situation. Yeah, so, because like, and it's funny because you've heard like the, 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 first person accounts and people are like we would get down while he was shooting because he would stop shooting so then once he stopped shooting we would all get up and start running again and basically the way that they broke it down a couple of people like broke it down thinking was he was shooting because he knew those people were moving and they were still alive and then he would stop and everybody get down. See, I don't see, I don't know if one or the other makes sense. I yeah. feel like if you see a bunch of people, because he has high ground, so if yeah. you see a bunch of people laying down, there's just, easy targets. Yeah. But like, I get what they're saying is like, you don't know whether those people are dead already. So if you yeah. see movement, you're going to shoot at movement. Yeah. But to me, it would be easier to fire at something that's not moving. Yeah. So there's kind of two different aspects to that. Yeah, it's, really, it's just a really weird, and, and it's a weird situation because like, everybody wants to put every kind of fucking spin on it of like, you know, this guy, they want to bring in the race stuff. They want to bring in all this other stuff. It's, it's not that that's not what we should be focused on. Well, not only that, but it, the keyboard, the keyboard warrior thing drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't stand people that sit behind a keyboard and just weigh, weigh everything. I would have done this. Yeah. You, I would have done that. And, and we, and we do need to realize that not everybody's opinion is important on Facebook. I would say 90% of people's opinions. Every, every person that wants to comment on that is not. But the, to like segue from that, it's like then there's a lot of people that will be arguing their point, and then they will post a bunch of statistics like from websites. They didn't vet any of those websites. Those websites could be saying whatever the hell they want, and you're posting this as it's fact. And I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel like social media is literally making us dumber as we speak just because – you it starts to direct things to you when you click on stuff so then you're only seeing your point of view well you're, another thing that i can't you're never stand, seeing anything else and i probably am uh, i probably do this sometimes yeah without even really knowing I, I try not to yeah but i don't like when people regurgitate things that they've just heard yeah so if you get on cnn and, uh, and you hear a couple lines about donald trump or you get on fox news or you get on whatever website and hear an opinion from someone and you're like, oh, that sounds, you know, legit or that sounds mm. like it makes sense in my head. And then you go get in an argument with someone and the first thing you do is just regurgitate some shit that you heard on TV. <laughs> yeah. That's not your, that's not your opinion. That's just yeah. someone else's opinion and you're just regurgitating it. And it's just yeah. kind of like spewing bullshit all around. You know? Yeah. So. But with the with the and with the Dan Bilzerian thing, it was like almost like he he saw that reaction like almost in real time of him running away and then he did that going like running back at it and it was like he was trying to save cred speaking of saving cred um cam newton had a a i guess sexist remark he said something about um he doesn't want to listen to a woman talk about like route running or something like that in the nfl and got a lot of flack for that got a lot of like you know people bitching at him about the you know sexist comments right well guess what he was doing today on the way into his uh nfl game he was wearing a hat with a rosie the riveter pin on it so that's damage control like can we not understand that like the stuff that they're doing like i feel like by them getting out in front of it and doing stuff like that is making it a bigger deal than what it really was well not only that but if you if you do something wrong just 
fess up to it and say <laughs> I messed up. Don't go and try to make it look like you have the opposite opinion of what you said exactly. before. So if you said something messed up, just be like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, I, I get that it's hard in the public eye not to just say whatever you want because I know that you got to really think about what you're saying like yeah. like I'm doing right now, <laughs> attempting to. Yeah. And um, I think that you just can't go around saying whatever you want, but also when you do mess up, just be like, yeah, I screwed up. And I think people respect that yeah. and see that you're human and respect that way more than they're going to do if you go and try to spin it completely around and say, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean that's not exact. That's not what I meant. Yeah. I, I'm actually all for women's rights. And you I'm should all... have been like, you know, that's exactly what I meant. But, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. And I, you know. Because he did say something like, um, that's not how he intended it. Like, he had, like, another press conference or another, you know, interview after that interview. And it was like, you know, that's not what I intended by He's saying He's, like, the that. grumpiest. Uh, <laughs> when they, anytime, well, I, I get that after a lose, you're not going to be very happy. Yeah. But he is so, I've seen video after video of him just in the press conference, like, could, can't wait to leave <laughs> with his like crazy pimp hat on. Yeah. Speaking of which, he does dress pretty sharp. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he's, if I had that kind of money, he's I, a pretty... I would dress like a pimp as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's got very crisp angles. Like everything crisp looks really angles, good. Yeah. It's he's all... got so many ironing on it's that all... stuff. Yeah, Could you I, imagine the I don't ironing? iron anything. Could you imagine the ironing that goes into that? <laughs> the, it, would, it would have to be so much starch. There's he's got to have a team. There's so there's a team of people doing the outfit because for me, I'm like that we haven't gotten the the attachment to our dryer so that we can actually steam our clothes because right. I don't want to iron anything. Well, if I had a team, I would just ha- I would have a team for everything. I would have a sandwich team. <laughs> what, what kind of, <laughs> so what kind of sandwiches are you needing a team uh, for? I mean, uh, well, my girlfriend, this is kind of a joke. She always says like, "What's your favorite food?" And I say sandwiches, and she's like, "Well, that's kind of like a broad." I'm like, but just, it does. I mean, it, it encompasses I a mean, lot. If I got specific, we could be here all day talking about <laughs> pickles and turkey and you know Dijon mustard and whatnot. But I don't know if I want to get into the, that. The little uh, the the Dijon mustards are delicious. Yeah. But speaking of him dressing like as as fancy as he does, I've got something I want to show you. This is the new fashion trend that's uh, apparently being talked about i saw it right away on facebook right when we were done with our podcast last week and it's 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 essentially trend alert dress shirts maxi dresses pleated skirts and high heels for men so go ahead and check out check that out a little bit and uh oh my god so (laughs) so do you think cam newton is going to be on that on that train because he was on the the man romper train Immediately, like he was in, he was f- like photoed wearing one right away. So I'm, I'm completely confused by this. This one guy <laughs> looks like he's not wearing a skirt. He looks like he's wearing a suit and just no pants. Exactly. And they're all wearing black high heeled like maybe a nun, like boots. A, a nun would wear. Like, it looks like nun high heels. I don't and, know. And uh, I always wonder with these kind of stories, like is it is it legit? Like is that something they think is a trend that's coming or are they trying to make it well, a trend? Well, the fact that you said trend alert, I was like, I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, it says, it says uh, t- Tom Brown, an American designer, seems to think men should embrace the trend too and rock a few pieces borrowed from the girls. Tom Brown is secretly a woman. <laughs> His spring-summer collection presented at the ongoing Men's Fashion Week had a slew of dresses, shirts, tunics. Didn't say tunics in the title. I like the, I like a tunic. I like a good tunic. Good old-fashioned tunic. <laughs> I'm going to be and honest, I have no idea what a tunic is. I, I have no idea. I'm guessing it's one of these guys in the picture. Um, but one of the guys... Is, Isn't that what you do when you get like hurt and you put your leg in a tunic? That's, that's different, right? That's, that's, that's a... Uh, I'm God, kidding, I'm God now I can't even think of what it is. It, no, it's a tunic. It, it's it's a... Shit. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. That's I like, you, I, oh, I was my God. Right, yeah. Thank you for getting me to the to the word. I couldn't think of it. But yeah, so I think that that's an interesting style. I mean, everybody did go through that romper phase. Um, the romper is something that probably in college I would have worn it, you know, to be ironic and funny. But I don't think it's going to be a trend that I uh, I rock on a regular basis. That's fair. I would just, you know, not wear that to anything where you're not wanting to be taken seriously because that's all you're doing is maybe wear it for fun. I get that. Like, oh, it's yeah. hilarious. There's there's tons of outfits that I wear but just if because they're funny. you're wearing that and you're dead serious about it, <laughs> I have no respect for you at all. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I mean, that's it's it's basically we're we're kind of on a uh, we're on a tear when it comes to talking about stuff on, online that we see online. And I think one of the things that happened just recently was the Crawfordsville um, Indiana guy almost getting shot while filming a film filming an indie independent film or recording an independent film trying to do a scene. And essentially what happened was the guy was the scene was set up as he was going to be robbing a, a bar and he was wearing a ski mask, had a gun. And apparently the lo- local um, some locals called the police because they were like worried about what was going on. And as you watch the video, um, the guy literally uh, comes around the corner. The police officer comes around the corner, says, put your hands up kind of thing or put the gun down. I'll show it to you here real quick and you'll actually be able to hear the audio. It's really quick, short video. Um, but he uh, as soon as it happens, um, the cop takes a shot at him right away. And it's like, holy shit, like that that guy could have been dead right then. Right. So the problem that I see is is everybody wanting to immediately jump on the bandwagon of like fuck the cop he shouldn't shoot that fast like you know what's what's his deal, and then the second part is you know then the other half of everybody is well he is a cop and he's trying to just do his duty he didn't know that this guy was not a true criminal and the guy's pointing a gun at him. Well, not only that, so super bad planning by whoever is directing this movie. You automatically. If you're going to be wearing ski mask and toting around guns that look like real guns, yeah, you 100% want to tell your the local police station that you're going to be doing that. And then if you get shot at, I almost don't feel sorry for you because you yeah. can't, you're kind of asking for it at that point. Because exactly. And so this is this is the video. So I'm going to let you I'm going to let you watch it, and then the the podcast can hear the audio. So just go ahead and press play. There's graphic content in this. So. Uh oh. Drop the gun! Drop the gun now! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Drop the gun! We're doing a movie! Excuse me? Step back! Step back! Step back! Step back! We're doing a movie! Step back! Step back! Step back now! Put get down on the ground! Get me back! Get down on the ground! Hey, you guys better get out here, man! Hey, stay inside! Stay inside! Stay inside! Yeah, that's just, I mean, that's just crazy. Like, so that looks like 100% of all um, cams that you see normally when someone is actually robbing a bank. So yeah. everything about that looked real except the fact that he said, we're filming a movie. And he's so lucky he didn't get fucking shot in the <laughs> dome. Like, I'm serious. Like, that. that's like, he could have had his head blown The out. best part is the cop, like, 10-second pause. Excuse me? He was like, he fired at him, and he's like, we're filming a movie! And then he goes, pause, pause, pause. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, and then the, the, the other funny part that I've seen in the comments on that video is how bad of a shot the cop was. Like, it's kind of a good thing he wasn't that great at, at, that, at that moment, because... Yeah. That could have ended very terribly for yeah, that guy. That was ugly. Um, but that's but that's where we get to though is everybody wanted to spout off things that they don't really know anything about, and um, I think that you know we we get into that a lot with a, a lot of of uh, things that we talk about, which is you know and a lot of things that we see. So how do you feel when you are scrolling through Facebook and you see kind of like people trying to be an expert on something? First of all, I feel enraged. Is probably the best <laughs> word for it. Um, I don't ever comment on people's things very often unless um, I do it very respectfully because yeah. I think one, I don't want to get into that kind of stuff on Facebook because I feel like it's immature. Yeah. Sorry. This is this is it. I, I uh, am playing an ad and and um, I'm trying to get a video queued up. They didn't hear that audio because I have that muted. But anyways, uh, we'll cut that out. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> but like I said, I feel enraged. I just feel like people don't think about what they're saying. And everyone's an expert in everything these days. People just say... Well, you can get on Google and become an expert in less than a minute and a half yeah, on a subject. on information that is just not... Probably, it may not even be verified. Exactly. 
it's easy to just get on and Google, you know, throw a couple words in there and then just spout off the first, like I said, another thing, regurgitating things that you hear from, you're going to literally, they probably just read it from wherever they're looking at it and put and it And then share it, like yeah. as it, as it's fact. And that's a statistic that I read from Wikipedia. Yeah, and I think that for me, it's what I've gone to a bunch of times, but since we haven't, we, this is literally only the third podcast we've done together. Um, this is podcast number 80, so I can't remember the last time I talked about it, but my thing is making a big deal out of something that's not necessarily a big deal. And it, and it might be a big deal like in the news or whatnot, but the more that we put out there and to make it like in the forefront, the more it becomes like, eh, I don't really, I don't really want to see that. And I skip past stuff. If I see 17 posts about something that is, you know, the same thing, I'll just keep skipping past it and trying to like ignore it because I'm sure I'm like at the time, I'm like, I'm sure there's a lot of dumb shit to be said right here. Well, it just goes back to people being, I think we in the three podcasts that we've done together, we have talked about people being too sensitive. Yeah. And that is 100% a thing. Like people literally take everything to the mo- the highest extreme mm-hmm. and, they, and they, they're at home. I guarantee you half these people that are saying these things would not say this in person to yeah. they, they're behind a keyboard and they're feeling froggy. So keyboard just, warriors. Exactly. And they think that I, their opinion is that all that matters. So when it comes to me and like I see that kind of stuff, I just kind of either respectfully disagree and say, I can see how you might think that this is what I think, and, you know, agree to disagree. Yeah. Or I just 98% of the time just don't say anything at all because <laughs> like those people aren't your wor- worth it. And all you're doing is feeding them. And, and a lot of the times I'm trying to be the, the devil's advocate. So I'm like, even if I agree with somebody saying something, like I'll usually like post like, what do you, what do you think about it this way? Like, for example, the, um, the, the, the Vegas thing, everybody, there's people talking about <clears throat> taking guns away or increasing regulations and things like that. You know, I just want to play the flip side of that. But then also on the other side, I want to play the flip side to people that are like, you can't take, you know, our right away from us. You can't do this. But then I want to post on the flip side of that, like, Hey, you know, maybe maybe some sort of change is, you know, kind of necessary because of A, B, and C. But well, I think respecting people's opinions is just like something that hardly no one does. Yeah. You're allowed to disagree with someone and still be able to be friends with that person mm-hmm. and have a conversation with that person. But then those people that you can't do that with, there's no point in having a conversation because they're one-sided. Mm-hmm. They don't put themselves in anybody else's shoes and they don't try to see things from anyone else's point of view, but theirs and the yeah. people that believe the same thing as they do. And, and, and all I ask is for us to be able to see multiple points of view. Yeah. And if you just right now, if you just told me some crazy shit that you believe, I would be like, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, like the, the earth is flat. I the think that's one flat. of those. Um, th- there's already conspiracies coming out about the Vegas thing, like uh, that it was, well, oh. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts well, on that. So there's, I don't know. I can't, I can't put a finger on it. I can't tell you. I didn't go. I looked up a thousand different uh, yeah. news things and saw all this different stuff and all these different opinions. But at that point, wh- who do you believe? What do you know to exactly. be true? And what do you know to be false? And I, lo- I read a lot of things. I was like, wow, that sounds like it could be true. But they're, they're, the, only, the only underlining thing that I could possibly take away from this whole Las Vegas thing is that there is something fishy going on. It yeah. is, like, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. Because I've seen things where this, this uh, Stephen Paddock guy, he... Um, he was a 65 year old out of shape accountant accountant that it's, they were telling, I read this thing that Ben says, Affleck. That's, that's where he got the idea. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, he's got like this weird camper with, <laughs> with art in it. He's actually going to escape prison. That was a weird ass. I don't know. Was I was kind of like, I was kind of weirded out, but yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed the action in that movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. I liked the movie, but there was parts where I'm like, well, who's thinking this shit up? Yeah, like, exactly. But what I'm, so it, it's physically taxing to hold a giant machine gun and have all that ar- artillery. And it's even physically taxing for a Navy SEAL yeah. or someone that is trained to do that. Mm-hmm. But to take one man, and, and I was also saw that some of those guns were set up at vantage points to make so it looked like there was more than one shooter up there. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe he just kind of was the fall guy. Like, mm-hmm. so he went up there with a couple other guys because there's reports of other other individuals or more gunshots being yeah. like, at the same time. 
So is he up there with all these guys? And he didn't know that he was the fall guy. He's he's into whatever this is. And then enough shooting had been done. They shoot him or make him shoot himself or whatever you or he dies. Yeah. And then they bounce, which I don't really understand how that you know would go down. Yeah. And I don't understand all the logistics of everything that happened. And there's probably stuff that I will never understand about. Mm-hmm. But, the, but like the underlying thing that I got from it is that there's something. That's it does see, it does seem interesting especially the the fact that <clears throat> there is the the main thing that I that I saw that makes it sound plausible as like a conspiracy theory type thing is is the fact that there's no video of him getting all that stuff into his room exactly and, and you I, know you know a hotel like that has a video camera every like five feet camera I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day or no it was uh just or- just I'm sorry to interrupt you. Will you just pull this up just so yeah, I can see what it sounds like if you pull it up in front, like right Does there? Sound better. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I got deeper though. So. No, that's good. I, I like told it. I told my girlfriend that I was going to smoke a pack of cigarettes so I could sound as, <laughs> sound as cool as you do on the radio. No. Um, so yeah, on Fighter and the Kid, I saw where um, I completely forgot what I was thinking. I uh, know, no, no, you were talking about the cameras because that's what. Oh yeah, so they were talking about how. Um, this guy on there knew someone else that um, they had cameras in the they know everything that's going on in a hotel because they know this one guy comes in all the time and he would have all these prostitutes come into his room (laughs) continuously and you see the guy continue to do it yeah so it's like if you have cameras to see that kind of stuff and see you would see a guy at least toting some heavy bags so that yeah and there's and there's no evidence of that like at least i mean i'm just surprised that they they haven't found it and maybe they're just not releasing it yet that could be a case too because yeah but um i think that the you know back to the original thing i said we just we just need to not let it change our life completely and then also you know, if there if there's a you know a way that you can prevent this, I'm willing to hear it. I agree. Yeah. But but I mean, I also I'm a gun owner, so I don't feel I like do, yeah. I don't want people to be like, hey, you have to turn that in now. Like, I, well, I paid money for it. I own it. I'm safe. I'm not a crazy person. And there are hundreds and hundreds of people that if you went to their door, knocked on their door, and said, "Give me all your weapons," they're going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. And they're gonna instantly they're not gonna it's not gonna happen so and that's like not like oh you know one a couple people no like a lot of people as soon as you try to take that their guns away from they're gonna lose it so Mm -hmm. i know that's not a tactic that they'll probably but i think maybe that they're gonna try to get tighter and tighter on the gun laws and you know which is so funny that we talk that way because being in indiana they're already trying to pass a law that you don't need a license to carry a handgun on you well also in yeah. so indiana is definitely the reverse of what most people are and which makes thinking. me want to kill someone no, i'm just kidding because <laughs> i went i'm joking i went through so much trouble to get my lifetime uh per- oh yeah, yeah, permit. yeah, yeah. I, I like i had just moved in somewhere so i did like you gotta have two address or two things with your address on it <laughs> you have to go to the police station you have to spend a hundred fingerprints on. you have to go here and then there i spent like seven hours one day doing yeah. all this stuff and then waited eight months for that, or like Jesus. six or seven months for that to come in the mail. And then they're just going to be like, oh, by the way, now you guys can just carry it. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm personally going to get like a holster and walk around like the Wild West. Yeah, I'm going to have two sure. six guns yeah. on my. Are you going <laughs> to win a, uh, a duster? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Like Walker, Texas It would be Ranger. so dope if yeah. I could do that. Um, and th- that takes me to the point of I saw a guy walking through a Walmart with a Desert Eagle on his hip. And I'm like, Dude, I've shot a Desert Eagle one time, and I know that there is no way I could accurately protect myself in any situation with that unless the person was a foot away from me. Well, this is how I feel, obviously, with this well, with this too, is like, so there's conceal carry and carry. So I, I've, I have a, a problem with just having people carrying their guns just out. Yeah. Which, I mean... I'm talking about me personally. I don't. I don't like to do that because I. I feel like that's just asking for someone crazier to come along and yeah. challenge you or, <laughs> or try to take your gun. Like you don't know. They who do you challenge should. you to a, I could a be duel. In, I could be in the Walmart uh, <laughs> line and the guy behind me is like, "Oh, I'm just going to take that guy's gun." Like he can just yeah. decide that or yeah. try to at least. Mm-hmm. I think with the conceal carry and you, if you conceal it well enough, you can't tell that you have it. So if that kind of uh, situation were to arise, you would have that option, and it's always there. And with me, ever since I never even thought about owning a gun until I had a child. 
oh, and yeah. a family to protect. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about any of that. And then for some reason, as soon as I ha- I felt this need to protect, yeah. you know, my family. So I went out and got a gun and, you know, I don't carry it with me every, you know, every mm-hmm. place I go. But I think it's important to conce- for me mm-hmm. to conceal it because... I don't want people knowing that I have a gun. Yeah, and, the whole and, element of surprise is kind of you have the upper hand a little bit. Yeah, and the thing is with that too is is like it's interesting how uncomfortable it makes people. Like I think, anyways, because oh, yeah. because you know I have been shot by accident. It was by one of my best friends when I was in high school. We'll get into that story later. I've, no, I've told that. it. I've told it a lot. Um, basically, the it, it was a there was a round in the chamber. Didn't know that there was a round in the chamber, and um, shot me in the leg. And we, it's a long story. I've told it on the podcast before, but basically it's, it's one of those things that for the longest time after that, being around handguns, like freaked me out. Like I always had, like I always got like weird about it. And then I met my wife and her younger brother had a Glock and we were going to go shooting. What's funny about the, the whole mental side of things is, is like handguns freaked me out. But like, I, I had a shotgun and I had a rifle never worried about it whenever anybody would show me one i was like that's awesome like let's go shoot it but then whenever anybody ever got their handgun out i was always like that needs to be pointed there safety needs to be on if there's not a safety don't put your finger on the trigger you think it's because i I don't know how much you know about guns and stuff but like with me i wasn't really comfortable with guns until i knew how to use them like that's exactly that's exactly what it was So like i i bought my pistol and then i went and you know took like i didn't take a course but i went to the shooting range Mm. and i had a general understanding of how to use it but once i messed with it and like obviously was doing it safely i had a understanding like oh this is the safety this is how you take it apart this Mm. is how this is what when one's in the chamber blah 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 all that kind of stuff that's when I had a I felt more comfortable having it with me. Yeah. And until then, I remember the first like two months I had my gun, I didn't take it out of the house because I was not comfortable, which anyone like no one should have a gun on them if they don't know how to use it. Exactly. That's one hundred percent the biggest thing to take away from carrying around guns. It's like if you don't know how to use it, then why are you even carrying it? You're just it's you're just putting everyone and yourself in danger. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's what I always I, I get kind of worried because I would like to have a handgun because I don't have a handgun. I have a shotgun and a rifle right now. The, the reason I get worried is like if <clears throat> if my wife was to, you know, have somebody break in, her first instinct's not to get the shotgun or the rifle. Her first instinct is to lock the doors and be like try to hide or something. Exactly. And yeah. and I that seems to be a common thing because I feel like and I've tried to like convince her to like go shoot it with me but she feels comfortable with the rifle because it's a 22 it's a very like like it's not a high power it's not loud and it doesn't have a lot of kids yeah um but the shotgun she like refuses to shoot because it's a 12 gauge but well, that, that's one of the things i mean i feel like that's not the easiest thing to start sh- i mean i get the 22 but yeah. it's not easy to start shooting a shotgun go straight to the shotgun because yeah. that's they're loud is the, mm-hmm. the biggest thing but um like maybe just like you can get a, a group on Mm-hmm. Which I, I did this with my girlfriend. I bought a Groupon. It was like seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. You go to I think we went to Point Blank, and then you um, pay. So you pay the money, and then you go in there and you can pick like two or three guns off. Yeah, the wall, I did, I've done that before. And then you can just shoot them. And then like you could get like a little three eighty and kind of. She's get, really comfortable with the the Glock, whatever the Glock number it is, the one that's um, chambered in three eighty. She did really well with. Okay, yeah. So with me, like I wanted a Glock really bad, but since I have a daughter, they they have a safety on them, but the safety is in the trigger. Yeah, it's not an actual physical yep. button. Yep. So I didn't want to have that with mine. So I leave mine like kind of holstered, and it has a button that you have to push to pull it out, mm-hmm. and then it has the safety on. And I don't, which a lot of people will argue with this. I don't keep one in the chamber, and I know it. Yeah, a lot of people argue that you aren't re- you aren't repaired if it's yeah, not. It's in like, there. Why have it at all if you don't have? Because you have. Th- there's a good you know three two to one to two three seconds that you have to do you know, all that yeah. and that's that's a lot of people argue that's between being alive and being dead which i understand yeah but i don't feel safe carrying mine around with my daughter and all that and having it in the house with one in the chamber yeah so. and it and, it, and that's what happened to me when i got shot by accident there was one in the chamber exactly. and nobody nobody was aware so we're, we are in the month of october and my original plan was to do a lot of like Halloween themed things. And, um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of the times 
this podcast kind of obviously the people that have listened know that I kind of do things by the seat of my pants. So like, you know, I'm like, I'm getting ready to start doing a beer review every Friday of Indiana beers. And I'm going to be sharing it with the, uh, the guy from bum wine, um, Bob it's bumming with Bobcat. It's a podcast. And he basically talks about like cheap alcohols, like MD 2020 night train, um, we talked about skull vodka when I was, I was a guest on the show. So it was, it's a, it's an awesome podcast and I suggest everybody listen to it. But what I'm going to do to um, also create content for it is I'm going to review an Indiana beer, you know, or it'll start with Indiana beers, but basically I want to try to be like a Midwest and best ambassador for him um, and do those, do those reviews and do it every, every Friday. But right now, it's just going to like kind of be like, you know, me recording myself with my phone or my iPad and it's not going to be super fancy, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be funny. Um, but another thing that, you know, we were planning on doing was all those all those things for the month of October. I'm not actually able to get Sarah Hawking in the studio. She's the psychic that I had on um like 20 or 30 episodes ago now. It's crazy to think that it's been that long. That is crazy. Um, but she is, uh, we're going to f- work out something to where we can talk to her on the phone, just like we did with the uh, Van Tucky Fried podcast. She's awesome. It'll be a good time. But uh, the first thing that I want to hear from Shane is best Halloween costumes and worst Halloween costumes that you've ever been a part of. So, Because you told me you do dress up a lot. I just love Halloween. My mom <laughs> has always been huge into Halloween. And ever since then, like she would just go all out and we'd have parties and bonfires and do all that kind of stuff. So So what was it like growing up with somebody that was really into Halloween though? Super rat. <laughs> so I mean it was almost bigger than I mean, that's why to me it's more fun than Christmas or Thanksgiving. Nice. Which a lot of people like I'm the opposite. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A lot of people are. I get that. But it's just something about the fall and pumpkins and um, my mom, like I said, she would just go kind of all out. Like she would put giant fake spider webs yeah. up and put out um, what are those candy corn? Yeah, which is, oh god, so awful. gross. But if you put, you can, <laughs> I used to like them when I was a kid, though. It's yeah, weird. Like uh, I loved them, but then like if I thought about eating one right now, it makes me want to throw up. Yeah, pretty nasty. <laughs> but um, it's like wax. Exactly, it is like. <laughs> but she would uh, do all kinds of crazy stuff, and she would always like ha- have let me have all my friends over, and we would all dress up, and it was crazy. So I, I don't know. Every, actually, in um, I want to say fifth grade, mm-hmm. me and two of my buddies were the Spice Girls. That's we, hilarious. And my, I have a picture of it somewhere. My mom literally. We need to post that on the Facebook. She page. had us come over, or I, I live there, so I yeah. was there. <laughs> I left. You got an Uber over there? Yeah. Um, They came over, and she did our makeup, like full women's makeup. That's so funny. It's kind of strange. Wore my mom's bra. But uh, she she put, uh, like, balloons in there, and we all had high heels. Like, I was baby. uh, Or, no. I was, uh, yeah, I was baby spice. My friend was posh spice, and then my other friend was sporty spice. Yeah. So he had, like, Adidas clothing on, and then the other one had, and it was so perfect. That's awesome. And we showed up to this, actually, another friend of ours was having a party, like, fourth grade, and, like, you could tell, like, the mom that was throwing the party was, like, like, <laughs> what is happening? She Who? probably, like, lost her mind over she, it. And then one, the, one of my friends did the sporty spice, and he decided he wanted to put water balloons <laughs> Instead of just better, balloons, better and, feel. Yeah, and then at the end of the thing, he, he was like throwing them at, like just breaking them on people's faces, and yeah. So it's always been kind of. And then recently, like last year, I think I was um, Negan from The Walking yeah. Dead. And props to my girlfriend because she's not as big into Halloween yeah. as I am, and she really supports the fact that like I spent a whole day, like I bought like an eighty dollar jacket <laughs> just to, to wear it as Negan, yeah. and I went and spray painted a baseball bat and put fake barbed wire around it. And it's awesome this. though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But it made me. She knows it makes me happy. So, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. good. It's good. To, it's good that she uh, supports you in that. So tell me about your uh, crazy. I want to. I want to hear. I know you're the. the last year, Bob's Burgers. I've seen that. That uh, was the, Bob's Burgers. Was probably the number one group costume I've ever done because we had me as Bob, which was awesome because I have that low kind of voice, like kind of like Bob's burgers, like, yeah. you know, and talking to Linda and the kids or whatever. 
And then my wife was Linda, and she did a great job. She was always like, Bobby, like, and just like acting like, right. you know, Linda from the show. And then we had, um, you know, basically every every one of the family. We had me and then Linda, and then we had the kids, um, Tina and uh, Jean. And then I'm trying to think of what the little girl's name is, basically, with the bunny rabbit ears. Louise. Louise yeah. But anyways, we had everybody. So, that, like, it was perfect. The pictures were awesome. It was so fun. We actually had the Halloween party here, which... I don't think we could do it again. I would like to, yeah. <clears throat> but probably not this year because last year when we bought our house, we were like, we had everything here. We had Halloween here. We had Christmas Eve with my family here. We had a New Year's Eve party here for like friends and family and stuff. So it kind of like, it was almost too much. So we want everybody else to do stuff this year. Um, but basically, the Bob's Burgers was the best group costume, I think. I've always had, I've had kind of like a uh, a set costume for multiple years because I'm really boring with Halloween. So when I was a kid like you, I was always a uh, somebody in the military. Like I had like army like pants and like always dressed myself up. And um, I thought it was funny one year I got a uh, one of these makeup things that looked like a bullet wound, and I I put it like smacked it right dab in my <laughs> middle of my forehead. Right. And a creepy dude that was like an adult was like, you do realize that's like an exit wound, right? And I was like, I have no idea what the hell. How old were you? I was like in like fourth or fifth grade. And some like some some guys like or some kid's dad was like. Some guy who's seen some shit. He just walks up like, that's not accurate. He must have been. He must have been. Like, are you a movie? Like, who are you? Yeah, are you like or is he like a police officer and he's actually seen some stuff and like, you know. He's like ballistically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's trying to break down the crime scene of how it would happen. But, um, yeah, I did that, and I was an Army, like, military person literally from third grade till I don't even remember. Um, I think I did, like, a couple of cowboy costumes because my mom also had, like, cowboy hats. Right. Like, literally almost all of my costumes came from clothes that my mom already owned. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, was then, a, I was a ninja for, like, six years. <laughs> so I was, like, super obsessed with just, like, walking around going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're you're really into the kung fu part, right? I was, yeah. So like, do you did you ever see Bloodsport? Yes, with John Claude Van Damme. One of the best movies yeah, ever. I lo- it I still holds up, even if it's not that good. Yeah, I know. It's first okay. As a kid, I took it like completely serious. Like, oh, this is like I'm gonna grow up and be the next kickboxing <laughs> champion of the world. And now it holds up because it's just hilarious. Yeah. When he like gets that stuff thrown in his eyes, and he, and he just goes ah, like for like it seems like three minutes. That shit is hilarious. It is. It is. It is great. That's why it has to be one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And that guy, he, he like John Claude Van Damme never gets old. Like no, he's I, still he's still high kicking. Like I don't think I don't think he's uh, slowing still doing down the yet. Splits between the chairs. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the guys that was on their podcast from Cincinnati is a huge Jean Claude Van Damme fan, and uh, we've had long talks about those movies with him. So definitely need to have him on, and we can talk about it because it's yeah. it's it's really funny. I, Time Cop's my favorite. Yeah, and then he has what's the one where he has a, a twin? <laughs> And then he's in another one with Dennis Rodman. I swear it's, to God, it's like twin. The the twin is is it double? One's a good one and one's a bad one. Like double fist or so, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds like a porn. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Actually, that's the double uh, fist. The, the spinoff of of the Van Damme film. Uh, John Claude's actually in that porn. Double. It's a low budget. He's he's really hurting for money. He days. he got a pretty good paycheck for it though. <laughs> yeah, more than. Uh, Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Time Cop was big at the it time. It was pretty bad. And it was also like Time Cop was only like, it was like only, I think it was like 2019 or something like they Like they were going into the future. Right. To like the, Him and from his, the 80s. His pleated pants. He wears like really high pleated pants. <laughs> That's so that he can kick higher. Yeah. Oh, Because okay. it's, oh, it's all about mobility. Now that you've explained it, it makes so much sense now. <laughs> if it was 2019, he should have been wearing yoga pants. 
That's true. Or a romper. Oh, man. The romper, dude. Tons John, of mobility. John Claude Van Damme and a romper. I we're we're coming money. up with a movie right now. Yeah. So he's he's in the romper. I think he should be fighting one of these guys wearing the like dresses and the uh, the yeah. men's high heels or something. Some kind of skirt. Is <laughs> and according to the guy from Cincinnati, Jean Claude's always saving somebody that has been raped or is in the process of being raped. He's just an American hero, even though he's not from America. <laughs> he is like. <laughs> Why is he running for president? Exactly. I would I would much rather vote for John Claude Van Damme than Donald Trump. So I've already called it. I think The Rock is going to run for yeah, the president. I saw that. Pres- the president of the United States. And I think he's going to win. And then we're already literally in the plot of Idiocracy, like the movie that they made. Yeah. And then it's just going to turn into. Uh, we're there. Like it's already there. Yeah, and then we're going to start watering our crops with Gatorade. Yeah. I mean, electrolyte. <laughs> that's, it's what's going to happen. It's weird. Yeah. And we're watching it happen, like, in real time. Well, it's sad that what should be so serious is turning into, like, a big TV show. Yeah, I mean, that's what 90% of it is. Like, and everything that it, I I don't have any, like, I couldn't imagine being, being president of the United States, but I would at least hire somebody to handle a lot of my social media stuff. I wouldn't. I just have a picture of Donald Trump, like, he has his phone and. And like his advisor's like trying to take, he's like, no, no. And then he's like just typing random bullshit and he's like, sin. And then he's like, five minutes later, he's like, oh shit. I, I, pro- I probably should have like, said that. I've really seen his tweets and then at the end of it, it's like, it'll, it'll be like a sentence like, da, 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 da. And then the word will just like die off. It'll just be like, H- it's like somebody knocked it out of his hand. HJKL. And just like, period, period, exclamation mark. Yeah. Somebody then, knocked it out of his hand while he's like, typing. In his bed, like, took too much Ambien and is falling asleep falling asleep yeah. while he's tweeting that yeah. that's a, it's and, and it's a crazy time that we live in too where that that access is there all the time for anybody that you want to see like if you want to talk to somebody or if you want to see what a celebrity is thinking right now you can go to their Twitter page and look it up the creepy thing that I think is is the fact that they have the teams running those things so like these people don't even know what's being tweeted about them or what's being said we know that that is Donald Trump that's what's refreshing. Well, yeah, and that's. I mean, I think that's what I don't want to say that. Um, you know, but it, it's a little appealing about. Not very many things are appealing <laughs> about that man, but he at least he's like. I mean, I don't want to say real because that's not. I don't know, but I don't think that's the word. But at least he's. I like, mean, he's pretty real. Like un, if he un, says uncensored, would yeah. be, probably be. I just like. I think what a lot of people saw when voting for him came, and I could be completely wrong. I don't know shit about politics. Yeah, but something different like he was kind of talking about things you know differently than anyone before him ever had yeah and that he wasn't doing that same old you know politics spiel like you know i mean he said a lot of the same things that other people he also said a bunch of things that you know kind of threw people for a loop Mm -hmm. and i think it he just I think people were just ready for something different, yeah. even though it was... How many people do you think is going to go as Donald Trump for Halloween? Uh, an annoying amount. <laughs> an annoying, annoying amount. I don't know, man. If you had a, uh extremely attractive, like, significant other, they could always go as Melania. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so my girlfriend has blonde hair, and yeah. last year she was thinking about being Donald Trump because it would be really funny to just kind of wear Oh, that would be hilarious. So a girl as Donald Trump that would be, be hilarious. hilarious to me with a suit on and the red tie, oh, yeah. and, like, she has blonde hair. And just I'm all of, in for that. And kind of, like, putting it up and then messing, making it messy yeah. and then getting, like, an orange spray tan. Oh, yeah. Thing. That's I'm, hilarious. I'm all in on that. But the guy wearing the mask or just a guy who's like, oh, I'm Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. That's it's it's gonna be played out. It's yeah. gonna be played out a lot. Um, I think. What what do you think is a a a big one that's gonna be a big costume this year besides Donald Trump? Oh, man, I'm I, like I'm just trying to think of like things that have happened. You know, current pop culture. Like current pop culture, there's always something that takes takes effect, and people decide to be that for Halloween. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. I've always wanted to be that kind of thing. But then I also am also always aware of myself enough to know that I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I, I always have to be something that is really basic and easy. Well, it's like foolproof. Yeah. Like I really, I've really wanted to for the last couple of years. Wanted to be Archer from. I was okay. So when you said I have the voice of Bosberg, so the same guy does Archer. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking like you should be Archer. I want to be Archer so bad, but like 
I just don't think anybody knew who I was. Well, have you seen how they do the make- the line? Yeah, the makeup that yeah. way to make it look like you're almost a cartoon. If you had someone that knew how to do that, man, that would be that would be sweet. Then people would definitely, and then like you have to get the little comb over going yeah. on, and like you have to hold a gun, like yeah, little, exactly. Yeah. And Jen could be Lana because Jen has a darker complected skin, yeah. and uh, she just would have to wear like one of those like sweater like dress things, right. and have like the gun holsters or whatever. I was like, dude, that would be a sweet costume. I think so. If you do anything. Like if you put enough time, you can people will notice that you're anyone. And yeah. If all else fails, get a sticker that says "Hello, my name is Archie." <laughs> because yes, exactly. that's what I had to do one year. Like we were talking about worst costumes that mm-hmm. we. So one year I went to Muncie for yeah. uh, for Halloween and I dressed up. Some as of a, the best times. Yes, but I dressed up as a mad scientist, mm-hmm. and no one fucking knew what I was, and it drove me nuts. <laughs> I had suspenders on and a bow tie and like a, a lab coat. Yeah. And like those big goggles, and my hair was all crazy. And then everyone's like, are you a doctor? Are, <laughs> are you? Like, what are you? Well, there is a lot of not very bright people there at Ball State uh, as well. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm no, being you, honest. No, I'm being no, real. I mean, yeah. I was there for like seven years. So. You're not wrong. And I was, but like they would go down the list of my friends and they would have all these like super lame, like, oh, I'm wearing a Superman shirt. I'm Superman. So like, yeah. oh, cool costume. And then they get to me and I put all this effort into it. And they're just like, what the fuck? I don't even know. <laughs> And I was just like, man, I'm over this. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to get the fuck out so of So after that, I was like, oh, I think this year, I don't want to, like, I think I want to be done. You don't want to reveal it? I'm ah, fucking... Reveal it. No one, no one like, takes uh, Halloween as seriously as me. So, yeah. like, last year, I was all dressed up and put all that money into Negan and yeah. stuff, and then everyone else was just like... Like, they did not take Halloween <laughs> serious, and no one does any, like, big Halloween parties anymore. Yeah. So um, you should have come to ours. I should have stayed in touch with you because we did have a lot of people here. Yeah, so that was a good been awesome. One. And like I think Titus had one a couple years back, and I was um, Captain America, but I was I was Captain America, but last. I was Captain America um, like the World War Two version. That's what I tried to do, and I had like the I did, I went all out. I had yeah. like a badass uh, leather jacket, army helmet, like gun or like mm-hmm. a gun holster, and like the big shield. Yeah. But um, I think this year, uh, and this is probably what's going to be kind of played out. I didn't see too many last year, but like Khaleesi, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I'm going to be Jon Snow. That's good. I like that. But I'm going to go all out by like uh, are you, you know, going to shave the beard? Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Then I'm going <laughs> to no one no, no one would enjoy that. <laughs> I look weird without a beard. <laughs> I have I have noticed that like I. I look at pictures from like the past of with like without a beard or any facial hair, and I I feel like I look like a different person. But then a lot of people tell me that they don't even notice. I think it's with me. It's the shock of like I have a like a full like a, a big beard. So yeah. well, not that big, but like so when people see me without it, especially at work, they're just like it's like shocking. It's like one extreme to the other. There wasn't any kind of like prepper. I just walk in one day. Yeah, and, you know. So I think that's what it is mostly. But usually they're like, yeah, go ahead and grow that back. Yeah, we worked with, I worked with a guy that had a beard literally down to like almost his chest that I worked with. And he showed up one day. And like, no all one gone. knew who he knew was. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like. The other day I was looking at Facebook and there's this girl that, that I follow and she is dating this guy that has a big long beard. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like on there and I'm like, oh man, she's dating another guy. Like, what the hell? Come to find it's the same guy who just shaved his long ass beard. I'm like, now he, yeah, he just looked like a completely different person. I was so confused. I've probably said this before, but um, on Snapchat, you know how they have like the face filters and everything? Yeah. So. I made a joke one time that there was like a girl that, you know, I had known from, you know, the past or whatever. And I'd seen her stuff on Snapchat. It's like I followed her and I was like skipping through her pictures. And I thought it was really hilarious that she had done like a face filter thing with like somebody else's face. And I was like, oh, man, she's like starting to look better than she used to because she was pretty ugly before. And then I realized it was somebody else's face on like superimposed on her face. Oh, man, that's rough. So what I used to do is I did. Yeah, I used to do the same thing, except I would do it with like my parents. And actually, I love you, dad, so much. But I, I pissed my dad off because um I did his face yeah. and then said things that he says. <laughs> I won't go into it because I don't want to react. He was mad at me for a minute for that. So uh, I did my mom and I and like my buddy Mike Kelly. I like I I would I got drunk and I put did the face thing and then I uh, sent him messages on Snapchat. And I was like, oh, I'm like I didn't even do like. I 
I didn't even. It's like, like a South Park yeah, imitation of somebody. Like, Kelly, like really, like you know, I'm an asshole. Like yeah. you say stuff like that, but it was. Yeah. He enjoyed it. My dad and my mom, not so much. They didn't really care for my. That's so funny. That did they take it really serious? Uh, they didn't take it serious. Like I just think my dad is a kind of person that doesn't really like to be made fun of. You know, like especially by his. You know, you're supposed to show your elders respect. Yeah, that's true. And I think when you go to make, I don't know. I I didn't put a lot of thought into it. like my yeah. dad might get mad about this, but after thinking about yeah, you know, I could I could never imagine because like the, a lot of the stuff that my mom said to me when I was a kid that like. I could make fun of her for now. She was pretty much right most of the time. Oh, yeah. Like, so a lot of the stuff she was yelling at me about was like. My dad's favorite thing to say is, I told you so. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll say, like, I don't think it's a good idea, but go ahead and do it. And then I'll go ahead and do it. And he'll be like, I told you so. <laughs> Every time. And it's like, man, he was right again. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, is as a as a son, I'm sure that you you go out and do those things like thinking I'm going to, I'm going to prove him wrong. And then, yeah. then it happens. And then you're like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even want to tell always him. He's right. Yeah. And he, he lets me go make those mistakes, but he always says, after he, okay, he says, I told you so. But then he said, you know, making mistakes makes you a smarter person. And oh, makes yeah. you realize like, okay, don't do that again. Now you got to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. So I just tell him like, I'm going to get all my mistakes out of the way early. <laughs> I really Let's learned. Get, yeah. You're, you're really, you're really getting a handle on this thing called life. Like, I'm going to be a genius. <laughs> so, I mean, really with the, with the Vegas thing and with, I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet with losing Tom Petty, one of my favorite musical artists of all time. Um, and then, you know, we lost a we lost a stand up comedian that, you know, was probably loved by quite a few people, um, but maybe not as big of a name as Tom Petty. How was your week besides all of that stuff? Was it still a pretty good week? Uh, I myself had a good week. But yeah. Obviously, when you don't know someone like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Ralphie May. And, and I, I don't know Tom Petty and personally. And I don't know Tom Petty, but I have seen Tom Petty live and. Like you, we had spoke earlier and you told me that Tom Petty was kind of a bigger part of um, growing up. Yeah. And like, I mean, living in Greenfield and driving down the road and hearing Tom Petty in your car is something that I specifically remember. Yeah. So I don't like it's definitely a huge bummer. Yeah. And like, but those kind of things are just going to happen. And like, it seems like, you know, once a month or every couple months, somebody's. And it's it's what I've, I've told people before. I think that. um a lot of people are like, do you think we're losing a lot more celebrities than we used to? And I was like, no, probably not. It's just probably just way more prevalent and it's easy to see it because of, like we said with the internet, like, you know, access is immediate. And it's so immediate that when they had actually, you know, announced that he was dead, he wasn't actually dead yet. Like they had said that he was dead and that what was actually happening was, was he's being transported to the hospital because he had like a, you know, a massive heart, like you know, heart attack. I didn't know that. And so everybody, like the first round of everybody, like, you know, posting RIP Tom Petty, like he was still on life support. Like, I guess, I mean, technically he was probably on his way out the door already, Right. but the, the news is so fast to report things that they're not reporting the accurate information. And, um, that's a huge problem, by the way, people like, I feel like the news is the number one cause of what like people what people think yeah so if you're just kind of willy-nilly throwing stuff out there that isn't 100 percent true then you're like you're not really doing any justice to anyone and no. give, giving good information no absolutely not and you know it was it was it was crazy to hear when it happened because literally we were like reeling from like seeing all of the like massive casualties in vegas and then like you know you see something else and it's 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 interesting because you know, we are all on our way out the door, you know, some of us sooner than others, like it's, it's going to happen. And, uh, I think that it, I think that seeing it all the time kind of like puts us into, puts us face to face with like our own mortality because, you know, we've grown up listening to this guy and a lot of these celebrities and a lot of these people that we look at, we think they're going to, they're going to be around forever. And it, it goes to the same way you feel about your family. Like when I, when I think about my parents, my aunts and uncles, my family, I'm like, you know, we as humans are already programmed to probably think like, oh, no, like nothing's wrong. This is fine. Like we're not, we're not all like we're not all on the way out. And it's just I think it's scary to get fa- forced that or to be forced to feel that emotion. And I think that it's just it's just interesting. It's interesting well, where I, it's going. I always tell my girlfriend that let's really enjoy this part of our life 
because me and her, I mean, we both had like, you know, our grandparents pass away, uh, a grandparent, mm-hmm. she's had her uh, grandmother pass away and those kind of things. But let's really enjoy this part of our life because we have a, a we're, we're going to lose a lot later on in life. Yeah. I mean, inevitably, you know, your parents die. Things yeah. happen. Uncles and aunts die. Yep. People that you really, really love pass away. So let's, you know, kind of, I have to tell myself all the time call your dad because you know your dad's not going to be there forever mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing so yeah you gotta you gotta understand when i see stuff like tom petty like i i immediately thought like wow that's crazy but mm-hmm. i'm not really surprised because he's getting up there yeah and it's almost at this point just kind of like who's it going to be next like mm-hmm. which is sad but yeah this is part but of you're, life. You're, you're you're always wondering that and the better the, the better understanding you have on like the fact that people die and that kind of stuff's going to happen inevitably I think the easier it is for, I mean, it doesn't make it any easier when that kind of stuff happens, but you just kind of, you kind of give yourself a mental heads up to like, this is going to happen instead, yeah. of, instead of being just devastated. And, it, and it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. And I didn't like, I don't, I don't think I was very clear about it. I think you just need to li- live and enjoy every day because like I said, you don't know when the next one's going to be the last one and you don't know when the next hour is going to be the last hour. And you mean earlier when you were talking about how walking out the door and going to concerts? And yeah, that kind don't of be thing. scared and and enjoy that and yeah. enjoy your life and enjoy the people around you because, you know, I haven't lost anybody close to me and it's because I was I was born into a family when my and my mom had me when she was really young so like I have you know barring any unforeseen circumstances you know I have a good amount of time left with these people right. But, you know, it's also one of those things that, like, it's it's going to happen eventually. So you just have to you have to be prepared for it. And I'm not prepared for it. So, yeah. So my parents, I need to I need to figure things out. I'm the opposite. My parents are in their 60s. Mm-hmm. My, my dad had me when he was uh, 40. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. So I kind of I keep that in perspective and yep. remind myself on a weekly basis that they're not going to be around forever and that I need to make the best of, you know, even though I have all this stuff going on in my life that I deem important that I always need to make time for my family because one day I'm going to have all this crap and my week's still going on but yeah. my parents won't be there exactly anymore, so. I love you mom yeah I love you dad <laughs> I love you mom um, but yeah I think that you know this has been this has been a pretty fun episode we've kind of just bullshitted about a lot of stuff and these are kind of one of my favorite ones um, I think coming up we're going to have we're going to have some different stuff going on um, I think that we're going to get Sarah to call in I want to try to next week plan for kind of like some scary stories. So like stuff that we've been in that's kind of been that's freaked us out. So be ready for that for next week. Um, And we've got other stuff, but I think we're going to go out to a Tom Petty song. And even though Facebook won't like it, they're not going to they're going to take it down. I'm still going to I'm still going to let you guys listen to it. But just to let you guys know. as soon as Shane joined the podcast, we added him to the Facebook page. The Facebook page is growing really fast. He got at least 20 or 30 people to like and follow the page. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And I think that the more that we get you guys to, you know, join the Facebook page, follow the Twitter, follow the Instagram interact with us, the more that this is going to grow and it's going to get better and more entertaining for you because how much fun is it to be like, a part of something that you like to listen to huge right like yeah. whenever whenever i was and still to this day um when i get on somebody's facebook that is a podcast i listen to or their twitter that i listen to and i and i send something to them and they respond that's like an exciting moment like yeah. it's like it's really cool well i told you the very first time in our text messages that uh when we first started talking about this that I knew almost immediately when I saw that you had a podcast and then after listening to it that I wanted to be involved with it, whether it be this, what I'm doing right now, or just even helping out or doing whatever I can because it's something that I think is really cool and not a lot of people are doing and something that's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah i just want to help out as much as i can and and we've got a lot of stuff in the works we're working on some plans for a lot of stuff we're looking for any kind of advertising so if you know anybody that would like to you know become a bigger part in the midwest oh yeah also um just for the last part of this chris was on our mma podcast two episodes ago Yeah, chris heffernan chris heffernan um he just won his last fight he did so i think the podcast kind of helped him win that 
Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> like, uh, we uh, gathered up some power for him. Yeah, we and, got gave him some energy. Yep. He, um, he uh, leveled up. How, how did how did it like how did it happen? Because I know that so, you had a better better description of it I than I know, did. I don't know that that's true, but <laughs> I'm probably gonna mess this up. But um, so but thanks for being on, Chris, and also awesome job winning your fight. Yeah. So the way that I understand it is that um, Coliseum Combat they had I want to say three rounds, and um, he kind of had a rough start, and then somewhere in the third round, um, with I think he said with a, a minute left. He was able to pull off a rear naked choke. And yeah. He said it was one of his uh, harder fights, I think. And then, but any yeah, he said he was in kind of like a bad spot, and then he then he got it, turned it around, pulled and it out. He, he said that this is one of the fights where experience really played a part and helps him win this fight. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we couldn't be more happy for him. And this actually isn't, I don't think, the fight that he was talking about. Yeah, on exactly. Here. He like a, he took it as like a took it on. Yeah, he took a fight kind of last minute. When uh, and when and with fighting, I think last minute can mean you know weeks or a month because you you have to get into fighting shape and you can't even plan for the person you're fighting as and, much. And with Chris being so um, good at what he does, I don't think it was any. I don't think it was hard for him at all to really buckle down, make weight, and he was probably already in fighting shape. No, yeah. Chris, because he's just so balls to the wall when yeah. it comes to fighting. So, um, yeah, just a big shout out to Chris Heffernan. Um, congrats, congrats, buddy. That's man. awesome. That's I'm awesome. glad I'm glad that you uh, you did what you said you were going to do. And anytime you can choke somebody out is a fun a fun day. That's so. cool. Like I, I've never choked anybody out. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weirdly rewarding. <laughs> but yeah, so congrats, Chris. If you want to follow the uh, podcast on any kind of social media, you can find the Twitter at Juice in the AM. The Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Facebook, just search for Juice in the Morning. You'll find it and make sure you like it and make sure if you use Apple Podcasts to like or to subscribe, rate the podcast and also review it. And then also follow Shane on uh, Instagram as well at Shane underscore Uriah. U-R-I-A-H. Nailed it. And uh, for Shane and for myself, thanks, guys. And we'll talk to you next week.